0: This is the OHL in 60 podcast. I'm Reese Maney along with Colin Ward. Finally had a really good featured game. Man, it took a while. We had a good one the first week. Oshawa niagara going to a shootout, but finally got a barn burner, a thriller in Mississauga between the Steelheads and Battalion. That was a fun one to cover for sure. We are going to start with the really good featured game, North Bay Battalion, Mississauga Steelheads. Uh, I'll just give you a rundown of the show. Mr. Ward made it. To Kitchener for the prospects game, so we'll touch on yeah, that, that. Was an
1: experience. That was a late night. Wednesday was a late night.
0: 8 p.m. start. Oh
1: yeah. 8 p.m. Yeah, 8 p.m. Those are tough. Um, I wish it would have went like at least 7:30.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Kitchener. That half hour makes geez. a big difference.
1: Yeah. What's a half hour? Legit. What is a half hour?
0: What's seven minutes can... for a 7:07 Blue Jays game?
1: <laughs> Don't. Yeah. Like <laughs>
0: Don't get you started. All right. Good point. I can tell.
1: I know. Oh. <laughs> I already went on a rant last week about Rogers.
0: It's very true. Very true. Um, all right. Well, of course, touch on our thoughts on the weekend and we'll get to suspensions, which I think we're going to have a pretty decent debate about one yes. of them involving Liam Van Loon.
1: I think we agree on this. So, cause we talked about this yesterday yeah, on Sunday. I we think did. we agree on this. I think it will be heated as a team. Like, Teamwork. Right toward that. Yeah officials yeah, should we'll go be reading good in the
0: head office yeah uh, of course we'll get to players of the week games to watch for this coming weekend and of course our upcoming featured game for the show but we'll start off in mississauga paramount fine food center which by the way a lot of ranks there it's actually pretty sweet i'd never gone in the community ranks that, yeah. that's pretty sweet what they got set up there
1: yeah and that So called hour and 15 before the game is totally false. If any media is going to uh Mississauga, that is not true. That out they don't open the gate like the media gate until 15 minutes before. That's not true, it's an hour and a half. So, just a heads up 90 minutes before the game,
0: yeah. Yeah, had to watch some. What are we thinking? That was Bantam hockey, probably Bantam hockey practice.
1: I was thinking Bantam, yeah. Yeah, we still went through. Definitely should, not triple A, but. Uh, yeah, I want to say like local, whatever their uh, center is probably like yeah. A. Um, yeah. yeah, I want to go out in the corner and just be like with a clipboard, like the OHL and sit. Oh, I just caught myself.
0: You called it. There'd be a lot of blonde moments. You've been up a long time.
1: Before we went on air, I told Reese, heads up, there's going to be a lot of blonde moments right now. And there's the first one. Keep it counted. So we got one in about two minutes, so. There we go. But um, stay hot. But, yeah, it's going to pull out the OHL and 60 uh, notebook and start uh, writing like a fake scout. I think that would have been hilarious. You imagine. All Get
0: that I video go going over. like the uh, fake MLB yeah, scouts. Your
1: kids not going to the
0: NHL. Or the fake NCAA yeah. scouts <laughs> for baseball.
1: Yeah, your kids not going to the NHL. Uh, whatever. But, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, you see my and kid? You know, my uh, kid, he's the six-one uh, goaltender. Oh, yeah, that guy sucks. We don't have him.
1: <laughs> i can't believe no one, i don't know why we're talking about a ban on practice but I know. their power play wasn't very good they couldn't no, uh, no net front i don't like that you don't yeah. like that you're a net front guy yeah but, yeah right? you gotta um, you gotta get your game, best thomas holmes was, from impression think, like geez yeah for sure yeah we're not talking about the sunday uh red wing game by the way um, yeah no we're, we're gonna avoid like that, that.
0: Sorry. They got slapped as hard Sorry. as Chris Sorry, Rock Mandy did. Rowe, like, holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey.
1: have
0: you seen I that? I've, you you, of, you, like, you have to have seen to that, that,
1: eh? Just
0: yeah, you had to have seen that. They put the Red Wings logo on Chris yeah. Rock's face. They put the Penguins logo on Will Smith's face in the score of the hockey game. Yeah, that's what it felt like.
1: Yeah, hey, I honestly. I honestly felt like Chris Rock last night on the way home, uh, seeing the scores when it, what was it? Six, nothing.
0: Um, yeah, I think when we got, no, when, when we got back to my house, it was like six, two. Yeah. And Pickard or, or seven, two, one of them. And then Pickard got hurt after he gave up four and came back in and yeah, that went well. So, that was rough but anyways our featured game of the week it was a 2 to 1 final for the North Bay Battalion over the Mississauga Steelheads quickly go over scoring summary for you and by quick i mean quick this game was one of the quickest i have ever been to like maybe just under 2 hours and 10 minutes the game was that's how quick it was which again yeah, is pretty nice but at the same time um, Got out of there pretty quick, so. Uh, anyways. Yeah, I
1: mean, it was a quick game. It was a quick game. I think my uh, Wi-Fi cut out there quickly. Sorry about that. Uh, no, it's all good. Easy.
0: You stopped talking. I was like, bruh. But anyways. Yeah, my
1: way. Wi-Fi. Yeah, my Wi-Fi is cut out.
0: Good old Dalhousel.
1: Yeah, it's weird. This My internet situation has been messed up since it went out, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Since whenever it went out, it's been messed straight up. So that's a situation there, but. I think we're good. I think we're good. I think I got it switched, yeah. so though. Yeah. But, yeah, that was a really good hockey game. I think that was the best officiated game we've had. Only two power plays? I was going to say, One yeah, we had side. two
0: penalties in the game, and they were both in the second period within five, six minutes of each other. Um, yeah, at the 8.52 mark, uh, yeah. Bjorgvik Holm took a hooking call, and then 13-11, Ty Nelson went off for slashing. Uh,
1: that was it, right? That was it.
0: Yeah, that yeah. was all the penalties we had. And was
1: a, and I don't think I saw an official. Like I don't think I saw a coach complain once
0: to the ref. No, I don't.
1: I never saw it once, so that was good. No. And Ryan O'Lehan,
0: James Richmond, pretty quiet with the
1: referees. Yeah, and usually they like to. I mean, usually they like to hear things, right? Yeah. They're two coaches that are pretty. Uh, they want to know. I mean, every coach is like that. You want yeah. you want explanations for why, but um, yeah, the attendance yesterday too wasn't terrible for Mississauga. I mean, one thousand nine hundred and fifty-four. It's low everywhere else, but yeah. I don't think that's terrible for what they've been having, right? So,
0: I say you look at their look at the history of attendance. Yeah, that's pretty decent for Mississauga, so. And it was. Yeah, it, looked like ni- it looked like there were. It looked like there were nineteen hundred people there, uh, which was nice yeah. to see. Though.
1: So. What an arena? What a rank. It's always big nice fan of that me. arena. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like that. I still call it the Hershey. I called it Hershey, like yeah, three or four times yesterday. Oh, yeah. But yeah, paramount Chocolate nice. Factory. Yeah, that's. I wish they would have kept that. Oh my, the, the Chocolate Factory would have been like every single week on the show. Every time we talk about the Steelheads, out of the talk. Yeah. Oh, the Chocol Chocolate Factory. What a name! What a nickname for an arena.
0: It's like the Pizza box uh, in Detroit. We, we got the Wafku Center in Windsor. Chocolate Factory would have been nice in Mississauga. The beer garden in London.
1: Uh, I, I call it the Bod, but yeah, I like yeah. that one. The beer garden. Fleeman's like that too. Yeah. Um.
0: But yeah, I mean, yeah, no, you you hit it spot on. It was a really good game, two to one, the final score, like I mentioned, and it was it was fast. The game was quick. The speed was quick. Uh, it's unfortunate we were at the non tilted end of the ice, as all yeah. The, I saw one goal. Yeah, exactly. Most of the. Most of the offense happened at the other end of the rink, but uh, quickly go over the scoring summary here, uh, 21 seconds into the second period, Mitchell Russell's 38th of the season and this kind of continued on. he played really well Saturday night in Niagara. Uh, that whole those top three guys for North Bay were really good Saturday night and it just kind of carried over for them you know not as much offense as you saw at the Meridian Center Saturday, but still they were I thought they were really good for North Bay. so he gets his 38th. Brandon Coe gets the assist again, 21 seconds into the second period. And then, show guest, not a big deal, gets his ninth cool. of the year. Ty Nelson from Avery Winslow, Brandon Coe uh, getting the assist. That was at the 236 mark of the second. And, you know, we got to that point. Okay, the game's going to start slowing down. A couple of goals within you know, two, yeah, two and a half right minutes away. to start the second. You're thinking, okay, yeah, it's going to slow down. The first period was well, quick, no score. And then yeah. two quick ones in the second. All right, here comes the slowness. We're starting to get into it.
1: Yeah, and that's a good thing, right? When you're the road team for North Bay, that's a good thing. Go on the road, get out of the first period. A tie's a win. When you're a road team in a big mm-hmm. game like that, in the conference, in the division like that, it's a, game, a tie's a win when you when you tie the first period, when you're the road team like that, especially on a back-to-back, right? Like them playing the night before in Niagara, where Niagara just did not go away in that game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a sell- that was a solid first period for North Bay. Kind of got outplayed. I thought Mississauga was clearly the better team. There was an ice tilt, yes. but hey, starting to get chances, right? The tie's a win. Just get out of there when you're in the back-to-back like that. And you played a couple. They had a tough week, North Bay, right? Mm-hmm. You go into Niagara on a on a Saturday night, which is a tough game, right? I think they chose to rest some guys. Ty Nelson did not play. and um, Yeah, and there was no
0: nice. injury concern at all. I saw him in the press box. He was moving. He was having fun. It was clearly yeah. a maintenance day for him after playing in not an extra. It was an extra game with the top prospects game. But, you know, that's still something oh, all Wednesday players Thursday. who participate go through. So, yeah, so that was and, just and a maintenance yeah. day.
1: Yeah. And Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, they played right Hamilton on Thursday and then yeah. Saturday, Niagara and then Sunday, Mississauga. That's a tough week. Yeah. Four games a week. I mean, the Prospects game, now it's a high-tempo high game. Obviously, you're playing for NHL jobs. You're in front of every single NHL team. I mean, that's a big deal for your career. Not mm-hmm. a big deal. But, yeah, um, long week, a lot of hockey for Ty Nelson, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and it was, it was a beautiful play. You saw Winslow with the drop pass. Ty Nelson just stepped into Ooh. it and fired it past Bazrin for the second goal of the game and the eventual game winner. So, uh, beautiful setup, beautiful goal for Nelson, giving North Bay a 2 nothing lead at the time. And then Mississauga would get things going uh, in front of us in the North Bay shoots twice end.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. For for the show guest. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. another show
0: guest. Yeah, exactly. On the power play, beautiful, beautiful play, beautifully set up, beautiful shot from you, Birdie, seventeenth of the year. Chas Sharp, Charlie Callahan, which they changed it on the website. Um, They originally had it as. Is it Lavoie? I Lavoie.
1: think had
0: it. They originally had it for him, but in the building they had Callahan. So a little confusion there for a second, but um it does read you birdie from Sharp and Callahan. So 14 51 mark. And well, that would round out the scoring because yeah, that was an absolute bomb. Uh before we get into everything, that that ended it. No goals in the third period. It was a two-one final for North Bay. Yeah, that was a shot. I mean, you talk about guys who, who have an opportunity to get an NHL job, like you said, with the guys at the Top Prospects game. Well, there's guys who are have already been draft eligible. J.Q. Birdie's got a shot here with Mississauga, a contending team. Um, to see him have a nice shot like that, power play marker, get your team back in it after being down 2 nothing at yeah. home. Big and, moment in the game, big moment for him.
1: And that pass from Sharp, too. I mean, a lot of times when you see those one-timers from the dot, the Ovechkin spot. For those yeah. wondering, um, a lot of times it's the pass here, right? Nick Backstrom set Alex Ovechkin up so many times throughout his career. That pass is important for the one-timer from the dot. I mean, from, in the flank spot because you got to get that. Uh, you got to have a pass right in the wheelhouse, right? Where, with a little bit of a zip on it, get some, get the puck exploding off the stick, right? Get it to rise, yeah. heavy shot, nice pass, two by sharp. That was right. That was right where you want it. When you're taking a one-time, that's right where you want to pass. Perfect speed, too. Yeah. And that active velocity off the stick was – thousand thousand was impressive. That might be one of the hardest shots I've saw. I mean, that puck was in and out of the net real really, real, quick by Jake.
0: Yeah, yeah Uberti would end up being second star of the game as well. I thought an overall game. We talked about it while it was going on. Jake Uberti looked really good for Mississauga. I thought uh, – Brandon be Coggins for star. And Joe Verbedek picking up the win and stopping – pull up the number here – uh, stopping 33 of 34 Mississauga shots. And I mean we can switch to the goaltenders because, you know, Basrin wasn't the busiest guy in the world. He stopped 17 of 19, but uh, both were good, and both were the reason why it was 2-1. to one.
1: Yeah, it was close, right? North Bay had a couple of sticks, and a couple of posts, and a couple mm-hmm. of crossbars throughout the game, which was kind of odd. But Mississauga as well. Mississauga in the first period had so many great scoring chances right in the home plate area, right on top of the net, actually. And uh, Verbetic just, I don't know how it get, didn't go in. I remember Jake had a really nice setup on the one, and like, oh, there's a goal. Nope. Nice save by yes. Verbetic. And I think Verbetic and Bajoran, they're both long guys, right? You had a good point yesterday about our Sunday now as we record on Monday night. I say yesterday, I put that in. Other blah moment too. two. I but um, when you mentioned that about Bajoran, Baxter getting a contract. I think that's the next goaltender, OA goaltender, to get a contract. I'm trying to think other guys, because Guzda got sides. So after Guzda, Baxter and Ranger, those two, you're looking at chances there to get a contract. So Mm -hmm. he didn't play terrible. He kind of fought it a little bit in the first, I thought. But I thought Mississauga kind of as a whole, the first 5-10 minutes kind of of fought the game. Because it's unlike Mississauga, right, to see a couple like 2-on-1s, 3-on-2s, like it's weird for them not to have the guy back, but uh, they cleaned it up tremendously after that. So that's a saga played good enough to win. They didn't in North Bay play the textbook road game, a typical back-to-back road game, kill it off, kill off chances, take their time and space away. And hopefully we get out of it with more goals than the other team. That's right. When you're on a back-to-back yeah. second of the back-to-back. So great road game by North Bay hats off to them. That was very impressive. I mean, Hey, that's a playoff type win, right? Yeah. And the chances are, the chances are for North Bay, they're going to have a lot of back to backs come playoff time because of that travel. If Hamilton plays them, you're going to see a lot of like midnight, you might see a Wednesday, Thursday game in North Bay. If mm-hmm. they're the road team in Mississauga, you're going to see that too. Mississauga is going to be back to back and Mississauga is safe travel, right? So. That's it. North Bay's gonna have to win those games and vice versa. Mississauga's gonna have to find a way to win that game because those back-to-backs come playoff time are gonna be crucial. I know both teams playing the game, but when you're a road team and you go into a place like Mississauga, like if you're North Bay and you win to Mississauga, you win to Hamilton, you gotta win those games in the pl- come playoff time, right? You can't no game safe, right? You gotta win them all. Every game's a game seven. And it's a good practice for North Bay because they're gonna have to win those games two-one, light scoring. It wasn't like that on Friday around the league, but no Sunday God, it was a little
0: bit tighter. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, when you talk about it, you look at the that.
1: Half.
0: Yeah, you look at the top five – or top five. Top four teams in the Eastern Conference right now, if they all make it to round number two, and you're looking at matchups like like we talk about Mississauga-North Bay where you got to make the trip up north about, what, four or five hours to North Bay for Mississauga or vice versa the other way for the battalion. You're thinking Hamilton and Kingston, well, that's not the easiest journey in the world going out East. So think about those matchups. And it's a good point is yeah. The back-to-backs are going to come and it's going to happen in the playoffs against the same team. And if you lose, you got to forget it, move on quickly. If you win. All right. There was still a lot to learn. You got to use that for the next night. So um, yeah. The point I was talking about yesterday, and this runs deep with the battalion uh, franchise, of course, Stan Butler, not at the helm anymore, but I mean, in that third period, Not that North Bay didn't have a chance or two, but outshot 14 to four. You know, you're getting to a point for the North Bay Battalion, dump and change, dump and change. Yep. We've got the lead. Let's protect it. Let's protect our goaltender. Yeah. Let's get to a point in that game. And yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying they got to that point. I'm not saying they tried to do that, but four shots in the third period, you don't expect to win most nights when you only have four shots in the final frame. But luckily enough, Verbetic was very good uh, to secure that oh, victory and they were very good defensively as well despite giving up 34 shots. So
1: yeah, he was tremendous. He was tremendous yesterday Verbetic. that's for sure and I thought Owen Sound played a really or Mississauga. I thought Mississauga played a really good structured game As I think about Owen because it pops up on my TV I have, you know, I have the CHL ticker going on now I had the Raptor game on and I changed it. but yeah, Mississauga they played a really good tight structured defensive game after that first five minutes, right and that's about, that's really important. I thought they played a really good defensive game yesterday. I um, thought Jorvik home was really good. Um, obviously, Jake, that might be the best game I saw him play all year, Jake Birdie. I, think, I don't think I saw him play a better game than that, even in Niagara. Niagara, he would have spurts like that, but then you'd see that penalty. You're not really seeing that penalty now, right? And I thought Ty Nelson's goals is a prototypical goal. He's going to score in the NHL. Those are the goals he's going to score in the NHL. Ty Nelson's going to play that same role in the NHL when he's playing in North Bay. He's that good. Um he can run that power play, and he just stepped into that shot. Nice play by Winslow. I'm very impressed by Avery Winslow. I saw Winslow in London a lot when he first started his OHL career, and it was just a numbers game, right? He couldn't get in the lineup. London, and London's one of the hardest teams. They probably are the hardest team to cr- line up to crack in the Ontario Hockey League, in my opinion. I mean, I'm in Hamilton this year really close, like fighting it off. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I thought Avery Winslow, haven't saw him play since before COVID, right? So it was a long time since I saw him play live, and it was a really nice – he played really good. Um, I'm very impressed with how much he improved, and that's a guy. That's a guy that's getting a contract. He's going to be. I think he's a guy that gets AHL time for sure, and possibly NHL time. He's pretty good. He's underrated. Good two way guy.
0: Yeah. So final two one, North Bay beats Mississauga. Apologies for the non game preview. Wi Fi issues kind of cool. destroyed that idea. But yeah, uh, what is?
1: Come on, get it together. You got like you got like five or right? you got like five rinks here in Mississauga in your internet. You can't upload anything. Like yeah, I I can't rant about that. We're getting close. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> gonna be drinking, I can't rant about that, but come on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But definitely uh, Colin tweeted it out. Uh, best featured game to date so far. I mean, Niagara, Oshawa, like I mentioned, it went to a shootout. The first game we're like, all right, how do we top this? Well, it just got topped on Sunday. So, yeah. 2-1 Just final got dunked on for North Bay I think over it,
1: Mississauga. I don't think it got dunked on. I think it got, like, laid up on. <laughs> basketball oh, <okay>. rocket. <laughs> Last week, I did some baseball. This week, I'm doing basketball. Probably next week, at least some football. Tie in a couple of sports in one.
0: Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Warty, you made it to the odd this past Wednesday. Prospects what? game took place. Uh, what are your thoughts from the game? So... First off, I got a question for you and Reese. I think I already told you the answer, so
1: it's all good. You can answer it. Knowing me, I probably um, forgot it. Just maybe wait a couple seconds. Let the the listeners uh, try to answer the question too while they're driving or around the house, whatever they're doing, um, or wherever you're listening. Uh, One NHL team only had one representative Uh. at the top prospects game. Who was that team? Five, four, three, two, one. Reese hit me.
0: The Arizona Coyotes.
1: Yeah, the Arizona Coyotes—the only team there—and it's a touchy subject, right? With the Arizona Coyotes, I mean. We can or do we call
0: them the team. University of Arizona Coyotes? Arizona State Coyotes. Yeah, <laughs> Where, Arizona hey, State. Yeah, you're right. You know what's going to be yeah. tough. You know it's going to be tough
1: next year. And I got like charts made up about how their attendance is worse than like half London's. the half the OHL. Well, half so five thousand seat arena. Yeah, Niagara, Oshawa. Um there's a lot of teams. I was gonna say, you
0: think about teams that are under five thousand, Owen Sound, that's a given.
1: North Bay. Mississauga could get the same.
0: Yeah. Just a little bit more
1: than Guelph. Legit, it's like playing in Paramount. Legit, that's what it's gonna be like.
0: Yeah. That's crazy, eh? It's stupid.
1: Can you imagine you got a guy? You got I mean, the Arizona Coyotes don't really have many high paid guys, Checker and Keller. Some no, guys, but, give, but
0: give it another three, four years. They'll have Matthews. Um, okay, when Matthews big there Arizona making, guy.
1: Yeah, when Matthews is there, uh, making like nine million, more than nine million. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, playing in a five thousand seat arena. That's a tough look. That's a very tough look for them. But yeah, they they were the only team with only one representative there. The Wings took over the radio booth, so that was cool. Steve Eiserman. I walked out of the elevator, and I'm like, oh my god. It's Steve Eisenman.
0: All right, let's picture this. Let's picture this, everyone. You, we all know the we all know the scene in whatever movie it is. More than one, where that someone walks into awful. a room, or you see an object, and like they start <gasps> playing like heavenly music and gold around it. That was Morty. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All he saw was the elevator open, and then it's, like, and it was like you draw it up in a movie, smoke. Was it was coming off of Steve Eiserman.
1: Oh, my God, it's Steve Eisenman. W WWE. My God.
0: <laughs> you're lucky you didn't wear a Claude Steve Lemieux Man. mask. He would have punched you out as we passed the 25th anniversary of the brawl.
1: Already OHL alumni, not a big deal. But, um, yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. He took over the Kitchener Home uh, radio booth. You see, like, the four or five uh, Wings Brass in the radio booth and all the other GMs. The there? Season. Yep. Yeah. The whole, everyone that's in the draft process was there for the Wings. It was pretty cool um, to see everyone there. Like, every team had multiple people there except, and every team's GM was there, every team had multiple people there except for the Arizona Coyotes. And everyone knows the situation that happened with the Arizona Coyotes with the illegal testing situation. So, starting like to touch yes. on that, but, yeah, that's probably, I don't think it had any, I think that's just a coincidence, but, like, you know what's going to happen? I feel like come draft time, all these, like, quote-unquote scouts are going to make up these rumors in media. Like, similar to how you see Kyle Dubas just lash off when a, when a Toronto media member started that rumor about Marc-Andre Fleury. If you yes. actually think that Chicago started that rumor over a Toronto Maple Leaf station media member did, you are crazy. It's a Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto media scene is the worst in the NHL. Like, it's so bad. Like, they know everything. They know everything. They're so they're so nosy. So come on, Kyle, dude. It's gonna be smarter than that. But yeah, um, that's happened to Arizona. So I feel like come draft time, you're gonna hear a bunch of rumors saying, "Oh, they weren't at the prospects game. Oh, oh they win the lottery. They're gonna take Shane Wright. Uh, they'll probably take Shane Wright." But yeah, I feel like you're gonna have those rumors. Just don't listen to it because maybe they're not going because they know who number one is. So yeah, yeah. That's just some really good years. But right they'll go on, right to go on. But. <laughs> Really, really good game. I have a top, I have a top uh players list actually typed out from the game from across CHL. Um, Korchinski, Kevin Korchinski, uh, he was red 15-14 for Seattle, big defenseman. That red defensive core was solid. And um, it was nice to see the local Hamilton, uh Hamilton Bulldogs in front of the audio network, uh, Jordan Donovan played pretty good in that game. He got mm-hmm. caught. He got caught a couple times. He had to stay back. He really couldn't play his game, Donovan, because his D partner was so aggressive. So he had to be that guy back. So scouts will see the responsibility. So now will come out and uh good job by Donovan as well. I was going to say Donovan's
0: on. able to do his job in Hamilton and Hamilton's going to play a lot of playoff games. So
1: yeah. And he looked really good. He honestly looked really good skating wise. He looked really good in the game. Um, I think he can't, I think the world will know who he is now as a player, not because of his dad, because obviously you got that right. It's an easy, it's an easy reference, right? When you got a dad that played in the NHL, that's an easy reference, but that's the situation there. Um, our second, uh, White 24, Matthias Sapavala from Saginaw, played a really solid game. Um, that's nice to see the OHL. The OHL, I think, out of all the leagues, had a re- I know the dub Dub was a close second, but the OHL, I mean, it's kind of biased, but it's not. I thought the OHL kids looked really good. So that was nice to see. Um, yes. We'll get to right last, because I mean, that'll be an interesting conversation, i Shane seen right? But yes. um, Danny Jilkin from Guelph, what a player. I mean, what a player. I saw him Sunday up close. i saw him play like eight times this year, Reese and I honestly he's so good. A last Sunday at the odd, he played defense. He played defense for the Guelph Storm, as I mentioned last show, and he had a solid defensive game. So that's just I think that's just uh, George Burnett saying, Okay, let's uh let's see what he's got in the defensive end, right? Let's let's show off to the scouts. Hey, that's what he can do in the defensive end, too. He's not just an yes. elite offensive threat. So Jill kind of had a really good game. Um white 10 out of say on Pavel Mitchikov, the defenseman. Um, it was what I expected. I mean, up in the rush, active in the rush, play a good game. Um, one point is it would be nice to see him get back a little bit more. Let's see. I mean, let's see you get back, right? Like let's see you play defense. Don't be too up in the rush. I mean, you got to be smart at times, right? So maybe just, uh, reel it in a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. don't go all in on the first shot on the tee shot, right? Don't hit the driver on a par three. So that's my advice. So I go golf reference. Um, White 92, Owen back. What a game. What a game. He just played his game. Um, I was really impressed with back. I think he just gets better and better throughout the season, really. I mean, you saw around Christmas time to February how good he was offensively, how he's scoring goals left and right. But then now you're starting to see how giddy is defensively. You saw that yesterday, right? Taking gas away from North Bay. I mean, the shots in the game on Sunday in the featured game were like, I mean, what was it, 34-19? 35-19? Yeah. Like that's and he played a really good game up front um what a solid game and um white 11 out of moose jaw jagger fergus Jag, jagger Ferg, i thought he had a really good game um what a skilled player he was like five eight coming into the draft year i mean he got drafted in a dub and like what a skilled player that carabella it was carabella's goal but i thought he scored it what a nice play on the defense, and to cut wide and shoot a far side get the goalie going one way and shoot the other way nice play um and also from Moose Jaw, Denta Chuck, White Five, the captain, really good U18s. First time seeing him play since then. Really good hockey player. Um, he's going to go high in the draft. That's a top ten pick, in my opinion. What a good skater. Really good with the puck. Makes a good first pass. He does all the good things, right, that you want to see. So that's good. And also goaltender uh, Reed Dick at Swift Current. Really good game. Really good game. And I think, I mean, the fans had a good time with the with him. <laughs> um, it was very interesting. Um, there's a group of about 20 people that sat in the last row of the reds behind the net. So the for, the normal Kitchener end, behind the Kitchener net for those who go to the odd uh, regularly. Um, in the last rows up above the bar there, in that standing room area. Um, and yeah, it was a good time. Uh every time Wright was on the ice, uh, give the puck to Shanner. Give the puck to Shanner. <laughs> it was a it was a good time. Um that's some good chance going on. Uh, there was one The place got quiet and all you hear is I love hockey and stuff like that. And then you heard, and then you heard, I just hope, I just hope both teams have fun. It was It was just one of those <laughs> nights. Those are just classics, right? When you go to a game, you don't have a team to cheer for. You just there to watch the talent on hand. Yeah. And I mean, you're lucky to see that amount of talent. I mean, all these kids will possibly, will probably play in the NHL. Right. So yeah. that's cool to see. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Um, but uh, the fans definitely took advantage of that. It was a good atmosphere. It's like an all-star game. It was like a CHL all-star game. And I, and I have a question for you after this next player, because I know we'll get into this one. Shane Wright takes it. Really good start to the game. Really good start. Oh, yeah. That goalie scored, Jilkin made a heck of a pass. You can't forget about Danny Jilkin's pass. That was a really nice pass by Jilkin. But Shane Wright... So he had a really good start. The pace at the start of the game was really quick. It was like a playoff game. It was almost too fast and it started to die down. But as expected, right? Because the atmosphere and stuff, right. you got the adrenaline going. But you see him for one or two shifts look really good. In the first period, Shane Wright looked like the Shane Wright we know. But then the second period, it's like you're getting out shot. Get with the puck. Let's do something. Let's make a pass. Like, let's do something here. And you're just looking for something to do, right? Because when you're looking at first overall picks, right? And I'm skipping ahead to next year a little bit too. When you see Connor Bedard, but in the dub, Bedard starts everything at 16. Like, that's yeah. elite. You look at Connor McDavid, I'm not comparing to Connor McDavid, but the past number one picks we've saw out of the OHL with the puck, they control the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like they control the game. So I just I don't know it's a tough game, but When the last top prospects came in Hamilton, Alexis Lafreniere controlled the game. He controlled the game. So those are just things I'm looking for. I just want to see more, you know, engagement. More, like, take the game over. You're the projected number one overall pick. This is Mm -hmm. your game. The reason why it was in Ontario is because Shane Wright was a draft pick. And he plays in a respected league. That's the reason why it was in Ontario. So take it over. It's your game, right? It's your show. Everyone's here to watch. Let's see. Well, it, okay? Let's well, see well
0: I I think everyone was waiting for this and not, not not, to take anything away from him throughout the regular season because Kingston no, he's good. is he's in a great spot. Yeah. Largely because of Shane Wright. And he's had a very good supporting cast along with him. You yeah. look at fellow teammate Paul Ladwinsky, who was part of this game as well. But yeah, I think this was the game that you look at and you say, okay, Shane Wright whether he does good or not, I don't think it would have mattered whether he scored or not, or, you know, yeah. even got on the score sheet with an assist, whatever. But I think it was just a matter of, okay, best on best time to go. Your age and that's what two, the, pl- right? that's what the OHL playoffs are going to be. And that's the unfortunate part of it is Shane Wright has not played a playoff game in the Ontario. Oh, World It's going to be interesting. <laughs> like, I think, I think that's what goals. we're all waiting for. Right. Is, we're waiting for that moment. Kingston hits the ice. Game one. They're probably going to have home ice advantage in round number one. Probably they are going to have home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs. I think that's a given. The top four teams right now will have home ice advantage. But that first round would be it, good, though. Yeah, this is Kingston, where you, you got all the eyes on you. Like you said, all 32 teams had multiple people there. Obviously, only Elton, game. Arizona, but <laughs> ASU. yeah, yeah, right. Uh, but but this is a game you circle Shane Wright just be himself and play the way he exactly. knows, to, knows how to translate into Kingston and he's going to start to light it up. And I think that's what a lot of people were looking at is, okay, you don't have to shine in this game. You you do, but you don't because people know who Shane Wright is. That's, exactly. that's, that's not yeah, a problem a at all. Thing. He's not one of the guys that was last picked for this game. And again, <laughs> not taking anything away from anyone. That's uh, a huge honor to be in this game. All these players were deserving of it, but they know who he is. His they game. want to see him game in and game out. Does he compete for 60 minutes? Well, yeah, he does. Uh, obviously he does, but yeah. it's the little things within those 60 minutes that pl- these teams are looking at because they know he can score. They know he can make plays. Yeah. Can he skate well away from the puck? Can he compete hard away from the puck? And I think that's what this game was about for him. Is you, you get to see the ice with all this talent, and you see it yeah, for what right. it is, and you have to be yeah. good away from the puck.
1: Yeah, just a little things, right? Here. And also, I have one more player, and I kind of missed it for last on purpose because I wanted to make sure end with a positive note too. And it wasn't a negative on Shane Wright at all. I mean, he's a really good player. He's going number yeah. one, and um, but this one is the biggest star of the night. In my opinion, I know I'm gonna have a lot of questions about this, but Jake Carabella, the Guelph Storm, that was a coming out already. We mentioned this the last month on the show that he's a really good hockey player and he's gonna go higher than people think. He, mm-hmm. when you look at the when you look at the quote unquote scouts list, um, where is he? Where is he? But every time you watch Guelph play, he scores the big goal or he has the big puck battle or he wins the big face off or he does this right. He does that right. You see him in different situations, and he's good in those. But why don't you see him? You're not in the top picks, but why don't you see him late first round, early second round on the draft board? Why don't you see that? Because he's a really good hockey player, and you will see that. Because I think it's like Robert Thomas. Robert Thomas, draft his draft year, right? The points we weren't really there, but he did all the little things, right? And then all of a sudden, he comes back after getting drafted by St. Louis. He's one of the best players in the entire hockey. He goes to Hamilton and they chalk right? Yeah. That's like, that's what's going to happen here because Guelph's going to be a wagon next year. Oh my, they're going to be good. I mean, Cam Allen's there. <laughs> that's pretty, but like, I was going to say, really, you look really, at two teams building for oh, next
0: year Guelph and Barry are right at the top of the
1: list. Oh, they're a 50 win team next year, Guelph. They're gonna blow away with it. It's not I mean like right now it might not be close because like they got the defense there, they got Bushing or Allen, right? They have everything there. So uh I think they'll be really good. And I think it's I think you gotta take the flyer. He's in a really good spot, Carabella, right? George Burnett's system. So when you see George when you draft a guy from George Burnett's system, this is the one thing you're gonna get from him. You're gonna get guys that can defend. They're gonna play a two-way game. Because if they don't, they don't play. It's like it's similar to what London is it's similar to what the hunters do right you see that all the time dale hunter will scratch a guy if they don't play good it's for play it's not for injury it's for play so you're going to see that a lot with guelph you're going to be forced to play defense and the offense will come carabella is just a burnette product really good hockey player i'm excited to see what he can do where he goes in the draft too yeah. and what he's going to be because i think he's a really good hockey player that's for sure
0: yeah yeah Well, um... I do want to get to one more player before we move on. Um, this, yep. this is a category that we can appreciate as wings fans, having a guy like Luke Glenn as part of the team. Yes. Um, Bryce McConnell Barker for the Sioux Greyhounds yes. uh, had the most face-off wins in the game. He was eight for 12.
1: Good one. That boy.
0: That's like, I I never took face-offs in my life as Colin cheers me with a glass of water, which by the way, I need a glass of water when we hit the break. Uh, Michael
1: Scott real that off. Boss. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, but but that's a category that gets overlooked by a lot of players. Players. A lot of scouts.
1: Yeah.
0: Not NHL teams, but um, it, it it's something that I enjoy watching, and it's something I looked at in our featured game on Sunday. The Mississauga won the faceoffs, uh, I think, by well, 9 actually, 10. Right? something like that but yeah it, it gets possession and I would say team white won, won the game
1: shots in way
0: yeah like team white won the game with 39 shots on goal team red had 20 well who had the puck more the team that won yeah. which is actually hilarious because team white had one less face-off win in the game which is really yeah. funny but when Bryce McConnell Barker got on the ice his more times that well. I guess it'd be 66% of the time uh, his team started with not. the puck. So I just wanted to point that's, that out.
1: No, Hey, that's a solid stat. He's had a boy. No, those that's a good one. Be. I love that. I'm Thank fired up. Um, <laughs> thoughts on the weekend.
0: Yeah. I get to our We're thoughts on the weekend through. as we approach the 40 minute mark. God, that was quick. Holy crap.
1: Yeah. It goes quick. Yeah. Um, thoughts on the weekend this week. There's a couple. First off, congrats to show guest. Not a big deal. Luke evangelista. 100 points, 50 goals, 50 and 50. Yeah. So if anyone knows, how rare is that? Can you imagine having 50 assists in your 50th goal for your 100 point? Like, I don't think I've ever saw it before. I mean, I'll, I'm i saying right now, Colby Barlow's winning the Cy Young. eight. <laughs> hey, there's a baseball reference. There's four sports board. references. But um I think Colby Barlow wins the Cy Young. He's going to have like 30 goals and like 10 assists. That's Cy Young worthy. <laughs> but um Eventually at 50-50, that's pretty close. I mean yeah. that's pretty good, but uh that's very uh unique. In in my opinion, one negative thing around that it kind of shows why how thin the London
0: Knights are. It kind of shows say, what that. he's only the fifth player in Knights history to play a full season, score fifty. Fifth or sixth player since 2000, sorry. Since, yeah, 2000. since
1: 2000. Yeah, yeah, sorry. But, yeah, that it's rare, but um, it just shows though this year how thin they kind of are in the goal scoring, in my opinion. When mm-hmm. I mean, a guy's 50-50 with hundred points. It's kind of rare, you know. I like Easily... that London
0: put out uh all the goals he scored against each team, how many goals he scored against each team? Yes. I like that thing. When they we do come that. out of the break,
1: when we come out of the break, we gotta do that. We gotta yeah. match in the teams. But um, yeah, there's a couple on Friday night. 59 goals scored in the league. That's unreal. And possibly the game of the year in Sarnia Reese sarnia saginaw friday night it was eight four with three minutes to go the final score was nine eight for saginaw like how how yeah. like how did you give up four and then lose in overtime like dalton duhart by the way player of the week not a big deal had a heck of a game um that's a game where sarnia's defense needs to tighten up but sort of saginaw so that was quite the game that was rare you don't see that too often um Another one Owen Flores. is he uh, is he back, Reese? Uh four-nothing shutout Sunday night, 31 saves. He stopped 94, 95 shots for the London Nationals last week. Comes up, shuts out uh, Guelph on Sunday night, 31 of 31. as mentioned. Do we get like, is he back or do we wait? Like that's because usually, and we said this on the way home on Sunday, usually we give teams two weeks. Two weeks. I think we gotta give them two weeks. Give him two weeks, then we'll know what he is, right? But heck of a game, that's for sure. London needs that. They need a goaltender, that's for sure. So that's a big one. Also, the Niagara Ice Ducks, five, four, and one in their last 10. Reese, you can attest to this. You were there on Saturday. They're not playing bad. They're playing right now, they're playing better than their record. They've had some bad luck. That's for sure. They've had some calls go against their what against them. But five, four, and one through all of that, they're over 500 in the last 10. And I think they've and we've saw improvements. We have some improvements
0: mm-hmm. now. Well, I mean, and, and for them to be able to do this, Daniil Gushin hasn't played in two or three games. Their top guys yeah. continue to be out. Cam Peters, a nice depth guy, hasn't played in God knows how long. Yeah. Um, thank God they game. got Pan Ophimus back. He looks so good right now opportunity man he looks really good and yeah we've talked about Great it all moments. year he's he's in every big situation right now for the ice dogs so um he, he's looked really Stout, good did you hear that exactly uh dakota bats i mean despite getting kicked out in the first period on saturday get a contract um uh, he he's been a really good defenseman for them this year number one oh, for sure it's not even close the uh, rightful captain of the team right now he just yeah it's it's again it's you they they got themselves into stretches that they'd lose eight to 10 games in a row. And it's tough to make the playoffs when you do that more than once. And this is more than likely going to be the first year that the ice dogs miss the OHL playoffs, but yeah, no, they, it's just about improvement for them and you just yep. got to compete for 60 minutes every night. And that's what you, as a last place team in the conference second, I think they're still second last in the OHL. I'd have to double check, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just you gotta compete for sixty minutes. That's all the coaching staff's looking for. And that's what all the scouts are looking for when you're in a situation like that. So
1: And you know what the be and you know what? I know it's not a good situation to be in. I know it sucks, but one positive is you got nothing to lose. Yeah? You got nothing to lose. So go out there and play your game. That's the message, probably. Go up we got nothing to lose, go out there and play your game. Mm-hmm. And that's how you're gonna see guys like Panophemus play better. Because Panophema started off really bad. Got a little maintenance time there. I mean, I don't know what it's for. We kind of do, but he got to watch some games. Sometimes that helps, right? Sometimes that helps. And uh it definitely helped him because he's looking really good right now. He's looking like the guy they thought they drafted yeah. right now. And that's a really good one. Also, um, I don't I don't know if it's out already. I haven't seen on Twitter. You might know, but Logan Mayu is out for a year. He's out for the rest of the year. He possibly might miss Montreal's training camp to yeah. shoulder surgery. So Logan Logan You have a lot of is He's out. He only played 12 games this year. For the night since coming back from suspension. Um, tough year, tough year for him. Um, on the second half, there obviously no comment on the suspension, but when I'm talking about play wise, I mean, it wasn't there. Nine points in 12 games isn't terrible, but just the injuries kept coming and, you know, it just wasn't a good year. Um, also, a big one Aiden Campbell returned after having that surgery in the preseason after that injury. Um, he returned Saturday and beat the Guelph Storm at, at home in Erie. So that was nice to see it on Twitter and stuff, the ceremony in the Erie Otters dressing room and stuff, how happy they were for a teammate. That's right on to see. Love to see that. Um, and the last one I saw um, on Wednesday, the CHL uh, meeting, there will be talks about, and right now it's speculation, but there will be talks about banning all Russian and Belarusian players. Yeah,
0: that's,
1: and that will be tomorrow. Excuse
0: my language. That's bullshit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. That,
0: yeah. Hey, I you're not wrong. I don't want to further comment on that and get more in trouble. Um, that's BS. Yeah.
1: Oh, it is. It is, so, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, Wednesday, a CHL meeting, that's what it's on. But uh yeah, for sure. That's all I got. But yeah, yeah, I agree with that one for sure. I saw that and I was like, yeah, but um there was other situations in the world too that yeah. Like, God, I mean yeah, everyone has a right right now, which is kind of a problem. But yeah, the problem is um you really can't speak on that, but yes. that's a talk on Wednesday. It's unfortunate um to know because half the kids and more than half the kids, basically all the kids. You're gonna you're are, gonna lose you players they're...
0: like Daniel Gushin. Oh um there's some gazes off. Absolutely shoot the puck. Gaz is off for the London Knights. Petrov, North Bay. Yeah
1: elite goal scorer in our league.
0: Yeah. Um, makes a lot of sense.
1: Kareel Stackrall for number one defenseman. Yeah. The London Knights. It's, I don't get it. I honestly don't. Chaika, Vegas pick, um, Chica, Peck, um can possibly There's, I like, I don't get it. I really don't. Um, there were situations with the Americans and I don't like talking about world War stuff and current war world stuff, but, Americans went into Afghanistan and Americans played. So I don't know, but I will. I hope everything gets sorted out, and uh, because we need our league to be the best it can be. Yes. At the end of the day, we need our league to be the best it can be. In that situation, there, uh, hopefully, everything gets sorted out in a positive manner, obviously, and hopefully that kids, the kids aren't, they don't have no say about this. So why are you penalizing them? right they don't have no say about it so i hope that everything gets sorted out because a lot of these kids that play in our league are really good kids they they are they're really Mm -hmm. good guys and hopefully uh get out of play
0: that'd be nice all right uh we do need a break um i need to fill up my glass of water so that'll be good uh when we come back we'll quickly touch on suspensions one of them is eh crap uh, players of the week <laughs> and of course we'll finish off with our featured game for the upcoming weekend you're listening to the OHL in 60 podcast Welcome back to the OHL and 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demani, along with Colin Ward. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the OHL and 60 podcast. Uh, the link tree is in the bio leads to every platform that we are a part of. And of course the YouTube channel as well. Wi-Fi and arenas helps, but um, we're trying to get better and better each time. So again, at the OHL and 60 podcast, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and Facebook, Start with suspensions here. It's going to be a quick last two segments. Uh, we'll get the suspensions and players of the week in, and then we'll take a break. Come back for the featured game, but we'll start with the suspensions. Uh, we'll do Liam Van Loon last. Uh, that's going to be a debate. Colin Ward has a retraction. Yep. To, uh, to not, talk about the
1: the people, the officials made me do this. Yeah, yeah. So we'll because get to that it, last because my points are relevant no. now.
0: Yeah, it is. Absolutely,
1: If you're going to call that, my points are relevant.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, first off, where is it? Lucas Perrick of Kingston, he gets six games for a cross-check. He'll be back April 9th. Uh, Nathan Poole gets two, as Colin Ward types it out, gets two hams for Sorry, <laughs> really? Bl- I blame autocorrect. Uh, Nathan. That's Poole definitely gets- my autocorrect. Two games for fighting after a scrum. He'll be back the 31st of March. Um, And this one that I was a part of on Saturday night, Dakota bets two games for the abuse of an official after a missed knee-on-knee play. Again, whether you want to call that knee-on-knee play a penalty, that's not up for me to decide. Uh, but Dakota bets got pretty heated. He got a two minute penalty for unsportsmanlike and then he kept going, he kept going. And then it's like you were at a baseball game. You all you see is the ref do the old. okay, bye, see ya. All right, sends come here sends him out. Dakota Bets misses the rest of the game. Who knows? Niagara may have won that if he continues to play, but uh, yeah. he got kicked out and now he sits for two games. Oh, all right. Um, and by the way, Meridian Center that was
1: the dumbest first dinner mission game you could have ever picked.
0: Oh yeah, by so, the way, shout out to the kid that you. pulled the fire alarm at the Meridian Center. <laughs> Love that way to go kid. you're great. <laughs> you're a hero. Yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. We don't um, For anyone Party. that missed it the with about a minute 49 to go in period number one, some moron decided to pull the fire alarm. So they ended the first period. It was like a 25, 30-minute intermission. They played the last minute 49 of the first after they flooded and then continued on for the second. But, yeah, um, just because some dude scores in a contest does not mean you got to play the damn goal horn every single time. If you're
1: watching that game on TV, I am sorry. Because I was. Like, I was watching the game on the CHL Live. I had, like, five games on on Saturday. But – could not hear what they were saying at all at the mission in house. Like it was terrible. Like every two seconds, there's a horn going off. And like, what? What are you trying to exactly. say? Like, yeah, it was tough. Um, please don't do that again. Yeah, but yeah, that can be a once in, once in a lifetime opportunity, and forget about it. See you later. Yeah,
0: exactly. But all right, uh, Liam Van Loon. He uh, I- indefinite. And again, a decision could be down on Tuesday uh, as I'm editing this and getting ready probably to be will at seven o'clock Eastern. But should only be one game if that, but it will be more than one. But that's what should so, be so. So everyone remembers us talking about the non call of goaltender interference, David Goyette on Josh Rosenswag. Where's the into him, there? And there's a game winner for the Wolves. They win it in overtime over Niagara. Uh, Liam Van Loon, again, small guy. You don't expect him to do this, really, but then again, he can get into smaller places, so it does kind of make sense, but uh, Liam Van Loon crashes the net. No call on the play. He has not played since that night. Yeah, that was Thursday? Um, Yeah.
1: That was Thursday night. So, First off, I want to apologize to Liam Van Loon because Liam Van Loon has an interest from AHL Scouts right now. There are people going to Ice Dogs games to watch Liam Van Loon, and I want to apologize because his career should not be in jeopardy because of a non-call. It's an actual joke. Like I am sorry, Reese, and I'm sorry that I did not say it was a goal or no or I said it was a goal last week. Because it, if you're gonna call that on uh, Van Lude, where's the call on Goyette? Where's that call? It's the exact same play. Um, and then you're gonna retreat. You're gonna retrace your footsteps and give the guy a suspension when he never even got a penalty on the ice. That's a cardinal sin. That's been going on for years Kentucky hockey was invented. Since suspension started, there was always a talk. When a guy's on a, when a guy gets suspension suspended, you're always thinking, okay, what was the call on the ice? You always think about that. And now it's indefinitely. Like, what are we doing? Like, legit. So I'm sorry about that. That is no goal last week. If it should be a suspension, it's honestly, and I'm apologize to Liam Van Loon because he has interest from scouts, and I hope this does not affect them. Because the our one priority about our league is developing into the future stars of the National Hockey League. So, what opportunity is Liam Van Loon getting for bumping into the goaltender, not getting a penalty on it, but getting suspended? What is what what opportunity is he get out of that? He has NHL scouts there watching him play. There are NHL people there. Liam Van Loon is going to get offered a contract in about a month's time will get offered a contract from a National Hockey League scout. He'll get that He's gonna get a contract playing the AHL maybe East Coast. He's going to get that. He has interest. Where's that opportunity when he's singing a stance? Because he's a bubble guy. He is a bubble guy, but he's a top guy for the Niagara Ice Dogs. He's playing a lot of minutes. It's similar to Dakota Bats, but he's up, but Van Lee's up front. It's a similar situation, right? Those guys gotta play. Those guys are close, right? But you're costing him his future. You're costing him his dream. And well, that's why I want to apologize because his dreams on the line and uh, it's kind of emotional, right? Because like, you know, how hard it is to make the NHL, like yeah. it's so hard. And you grow up, you grow up playing street hockey and stuff. You're always imagining yourself, right? going to score the goal and gain seven, want to make the NHL, right? Where's the opportunity, right? For bumping in? At the goal. That was incidental contact before. And now it's suspensions. Like, no wonder why we look around arenas like London. There's eight thousand people at an arena. No wonder why we're seeing that. No wonder why, because nobody's gonna be interested in watching that. Nobody. That's honestly, it's bad. I don't like that one bit, and I'm sorry for Liam Van Loon because I know the listeners from the Bulldogs Audio Network. They know Liam Van Loon. They know his work ethic. They knew. They knew he's close to an East, at least an East Coast deal. Everyone that knows Liam Van Loon and saw him play and knows the Niagara Ice Dogs right now, they know their scouts are watching him. For, and he, this, is his last, this is his last dance, and you're going to suspend him indefinitely for that. It should only be one game. Well, well it will be.
0: Well, and that's what worries me is you see all these indefinite suspensions I'm, and then eight games six, handed eight. out. Yeah, six to eight. The Niagara Ice Dogs have eight games left in the season. He's already no missed two
1: games. two games. No more than two games or I won't be happy because he doesn't deserve that. And if you're going to say in every single commercial about our league, if you were going to say the stars of tomorrow, what, what opportunity? What opportunity? It was no penalty on the ice. So now you're going to do that. Let's hear, let's hear why he's suspended. Let's hear why. I want to know. I want to hear someone speak up and say, this is why he got suspended. But nobody says a word, it's crickets. I want to know why that was a goal last week then and why Goyette wasn't suspended. I want to know why. Why is that? Right? It's a fair – I think it's a fair attack. I think it's fair to say it. Yeah. Well, I don't think I'm wrong with that.
0: I'm I'm in no way defending the decision for the indefinite suspension. Um, Yeah. Goaltender was Rosen swag was all right. He was able to get up. No problem whatsoever. Yeah. Um. The, the injury factor is the only thing that I see as a reason. Again, do I agree with that being a plausible reason? Absolutely not. You're a goaltender. Man. You're going to expect yeah, guys to drive the that. net, but you gotta go to the net, right? Again, they score goals in the league. I'm sorry. If, if, if we can't have guys driving the net, I am never going to watch hockey again. It's terrible. You can you can get rid of fighting all you want, when you have and a guy who topical. is busting his ass to the net, yeah. But he can't. But he has to stop because he can't do that. Break away. That's that's like, not a. That's not going to drive up scoring. I can tell you that right now.
1: You all. Prepared. And that's what everybody Ooh.
0: wants in the NHL. The NHL is boring. Sorry, everybody. The NHL is boring as hell. There's no
1: flow at all. There is no flow. There's too many commercial breaks. Too corporate. It's gone too corporate. The NHL.
0: B. You're not going to get scrums after the whistle. Some fans go to games just to see those. Do you know how exciting that is? You get into the playoffs, you do a game seven, you got Hamilton North Bay, Eastern Conference Final. Well, here's people one. at first Ontario Center. Everyone will be out of their seat for a scrum after the whistle, whether it's in front of Joe Verbedek or Marco Costantini. Oh. That's exciting. Please. Stopping and I mean, stopping and snowing the goalie is entertaining because that's going to lead to a scrum, which will actually be. Entertaining as well, but you're not going to get those hard working goals where guy cuts to the net, quickly switches to his forehand, goes top shelf. That's a nice is, goal.
1: Is Bo Horvat's goal with a tent to the second left a goal now? We saw stick in the crease, no goal this year. Is that a goal now? It, I think it is, but the fact that we're even talking about that's kind of
0: yeah, pretty crap, bad.
1: but yeah. That's it. Um, I don't like it. And hey, you grew up in Windsor. You know what those London Windsor games are like. Can you imagine a conference final, London Windsor? Can't touch anybody.
0: Like, yeah. that's
1: a wild west out there. Exactly. Like, that's a different animal. I don't know. And I know there's going to be talks this offseason about the fighting. I know that's going to be a talk at the league meetings. That's just a fact. It's going to happen. And everyone that's watched the game this year, has saw the g- the gameplay, the fights go down, and obviously, I'm not a fan of fighting if it's for a dumb reason. But if a teammate gets hit in a bad way, that's where I believe someone should step up for a teammate. You know, that's mm-hmm. where I, that's where I, I respect that. But fighting stage fighting is dumb, and they took that out. But fighting like that's just dumb. But if a guy gets hit. And we saw this numerous times this year around the league. And the Hamilton Bulldogs, for example, cover the team a lot, being on the audio network, going to every home game, covering them. They they have a lot of guys. They have, I mean, they got guys like Arbor Jacki, Nathan Steos, Gushnikov. Those guys play on the edge, right? They got an edge to their game. Yes. Um, you see a teammate get hit; they're in there right away. So, if that's after a scrum, you're going to suspend guys two games for stepping up for a teammate, and the guy that hits to the head isn't going to get anything. I don't agree with it. Um, I'll leave it at that. But I really hope that the fans have a more say in this too. And let's be let's have logic with this. Obviously, the player's safety is important. We're not we're not trashing that. We're not saying, oh, let's have line brawls and do this and that. Exactly. Because that's dumb. But you got to be able to police the game. You got to have a little bit of toughness in the game. You have a little bit of toughness. I know we're not playing soccer. Hey, I know people that go to games. That, or that I'm close with, and I'll get a text, and they'll tell me, that was terrible. Like, it's that. like, I I love the league, and I always will, but, and you can see that, like, it's it's not the toughness as it was, and that's okay, because it was wild before, but we need a little bit of toughness in the game. We need a little bit of sandpaper. And um, Navarro got a contract out of it. Arbor Jack, I got a contract out of it. Van Loon should get a contract out of it. That should get a contract out of it. Yes. Will it? And, hey, one of my favorite memories, I tell this story a lot on the show, that London Erie um, seven-game series where Erie, Erie won in 2019. Was it 2018? No. 17. 17. 17. 17. Um, when, London, when Parsons made, like, 60 saves the game, one shutout, that was the best game I've ever saw by a goaltender, by anyone. Um, but Adrian Carbonera getting stuck on the ice. And you know, Carbonera, he got stuck on the ice there at OA. He gets stuck out there. And next thing you know, he hits every single. He hits every single Ariana from that top line. Um, Strom, DeBrenkatt, and Radish. Gives him a shot. All three of them. And he drew Strom into a penalty. <laughs> like, I don't know. I love that stuff. Like, stuff like that. It's innocent. And you need that in the game. It's part of the game. It it can't be robots. It's like I'm talking about umpires in Major League Baseball. You can't control it. It's not that controlled football league. Another sports reference. But
0: you're going for like a record not, with those, aren't you?
1: I know, but it's not like it's not controlled. So yeah, let them play. Let them play. Obviously, be smart with it. Maybe they'll go to five team fights instead of three for the individual player. And Even that's risky.
0: Yeah. Anyways, but, yeah,
1: we'll get to that in the summer.
0: Yeah, uh Liam Van Loon again could happen on Tuesday, and we're posting this at seven o'clock on Tuesday. But uh, right now, as of Check Monday Twitter. at nine There's o'clock p.m., yeah, there is uh, no chance. decision when he will come back. Hopefully, it's not eight. Like I said, the Ice Dogs have eight games left, so
1: okay. that would. Our, uh, yeah, our twitters will be going not to be eight
0: games. So absolutely,
1: <laughs> you'll t- you'll be able to tell.
0: All right, Uh, player of the week, going to Saginaw over in Michigan. Dalton Duart, uh, six goals, four assists in three games uh, over the weekend or last week, you could say. Um, Spirit won two of three. He recorded his 100th career OHL point as well uh, during the weekend, so congratulations to him. Uh, Also in consideration for the award, Wyatt Johnston, shocker. Windsor Spitfires catapulted up to the – Top spot in the Western Conference, 10 points, five goals, five assists, and four wins for the Spitfires. And the teammate of Dalton Duhart, Mitchell Smith, seven points, three goals, four assists in three games uh, on the back end for Saginaw. So Dalton Duhart, uh, this past week's OHL player of the week, and the goaltender of the week. Hey, rookie. Well deserved. Out of Niagara, Joey Costanzo. Not a big deal. Goals against average of one, 973 save percentage. Ice Dogs beating Peterborough and Erie in both of his starts. 71 of 73 shots he turned aside. Uh, Again, we talked about it. The Ice Dogs are on a pretty decent roll here. Obviously, nine points out of a playoff spot as of Monday night, but. Um, when you can get anything positive, and I think Costanzo is definitely a positive for the future of the Ice Dogs. Um, to get the OHL goaltender of the week is huge for sure, especially when you see some of the saves that Rosen Swag's making. Um, to be able to get in there and do this is is pretty cool. So, also in consideration for the award, Aiden Spooner of the Kingston Frontenacs. He was one and one, goals against average of one point nine nine, save percentage of nine thirty four. Had a 30-save performance in an overtime win against Mississauga this past Friday. Also, London Knights rookie Owen Flores had his first career shutout Sunday against Guelph. He had 31 saves in the victory. So shout out to Joey Costanzo, winning goaltender of the week. Second ice dogs goaltender to do so. Of course, when he was still in ice dogs colors, Tucker Tynan did it the very first week of the season. All right, time for a break. When we come back, we'll get to our featured game for the week and close out the show here on the OHL in 60 podcast. Welcome back to the OHL in 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demani along with Colin Ward. Feature game time, and it's gonna be good. Kitchener Memorial Auditorium, Friday, April first. We're getting closer and closer to baseball season. We're pumped for it. Um, it will be the Windsor Spitfires, the first place. Windsor Spitfires taking on the Kitchener Rangers. Seven thirty start at the odd Windsor. Well, they got to keep winning to stay in first place because as they're not going on poorly as the London Knights have been in the last month, but they have not played London Knight hockey. Let's just put it that way. They had
1: a good weekend. They no. had a good weekend.
0: Yeah, maybe they're, they're on know. the uprise. Maybe this Getting is the start. Getting five or
1: six points. Yeah. Getting five of the possible six points.
0: Yeah. Uh, Windsor's got the few game lost, a few teams down. Uh, Kitchener, well, they're fighting for the playoffs. That's yeah, pretty big for them. It. They get a nice Friday night home game at the odd. As we always like to see, but Wardy, biggest thing that stands out to you for this one?
1: Yeah, this is interesting because when obviously look at the standings, right? You think the conference play obviously in conference all year, but the Kitchener Rangers desperately need wins. And this is a possible double, double uh, playoff series. So let's see how the Kitchener Rangers I want to put a good result out there mm-hmm. against the Windsor Spitfires. It's a possible, we'll probably see each other in the playoffs, possibly, probably a 75% chance because I don't see Kitchener going up. I only see them going mm-hmm. down at 58 points. So that situation is going to be interesting. That's what I think It possible. Let's see the matchups. Let's see, because Kitchener having that last change, let's see how they use that matchup we saw it before where the Zito line went out there against the Penelli line. I think Mike is playing really good right now for the Kitchener Rangers, and obviously never is a big force up there for the Rangers.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: we'll see what happens on the matchup. I think they'll want to get Johnston not against the mutter, Petizian, Penelli line because McKenzie will... will he had Serpa in there, but then you know, the odd time he throws mutter in there depends on what the change is looking like. Get mutter out there against the other team's top line. Let them hit him a little bit, but... Yes. That's a matchup to watch where I'm interested in the matchups. Usually it's a stat, but I'm just interested in the matchup, the game within the game this week.
0: Yeah, well, you got to do anything to try and stop Wyatt Johnson right now. Because holy crap, him, Will Cooley has been hot. Like it's Windsor Spitfires have won seven in a row. They're eight and two in their last 10 games. Like I said, they're in first place in the Western Conference by four points uh, over the London Knights. Knights have a game in hand, but uh, the way Windsor's playing right now, it's their conference to lose. They're in a position to win it. Uh, in the regular season right now they're five points ahead of the flint firebirds who are third in the conference second in the division and of course sue greyhounds uh, winds nine points up on sue saint marie 82 for the Spitfires, 73 for sue saint marie so you would have to talk about the race being between the spitfires and firebirds in terms of that division lead so yeah, it's, it should be fun. Like you said, the Kitchener Rangers, they're over 500 their last 10 games. Yeah, they've lost one in a row, as, again, we talk on Monday night. But they're 6-4 and four in their last 10 games. And, you know, it's, teams have to get out of the lull that they were in. Kitchener, they were in a lull for longer than they wanted to be, for sure. And, you know, they're starting to come out of it. You talk about the London Knights this past weekend. Five of six. Okay, are they starting to come out of it? Like, it's, it, it's, it's the right time of the year to start winning games and kitchener yeah we talk about them possibly having a chance to catch Guelph seven points behind each team uh, has nine games to go but yeah like you said it's really kitchener sarnia deciding that seven eight spot erie obviously they're still in the running three points behind the sarnia sting but no it's it's going to be a battle right to the end and who can it? whoever can win the most is going to get in obviously so um, you know, it's very intriguing to see the Windsor Spitfires Kitchen Rangers Friday night uh, at the odds. So, road game for the Windsor Spitfires. Uh, you have to come out with a big two points. Yeah, for
1: sure. They're just looking to see on Thursday the Windsor Spitfires schedule throughout the week. Yeah, they play Thursday night at home. I thought they did. Thursday night at home so it's second of the back to back. Maybe Anouska get both games or what? Because Anouska's starting to play really good over there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, London regrets. Maybe not regrets that trade, but they're looking back and saying it yeah, we gave up someone really good.
1: Yeah, and it, it, the thing is with Anuska, right? Anuska always had that potential to be really good. He was really good in his junior B season at 16 mm-hmm. where, he, where he won a championship there, right? And so, like, it was kind of odd. And obviously next year, Bruce Hughes probably back. Possibly yeah. contract situation, though. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about, but yeah, Nuska's been really good to Windsor. Good for him. Really good goaltender, after for sure. And you saw those flashes of him being really good before. Just never really got the opportunity.
0: Yeah. Well, and for the Spitfires, you look at their opponent Thursday. It's the eighth-place Sarnia Sting. And then you get oh, seventh-place yeah, place Kitchener. Uh, Both it, them. If, if you're Windsor, these are games you have to – maybe not have to win, but games you should win. Um, in order to win the division, these are the teams you got to beat. So, yeah. Make sure you get the two points against a Kitchener and a Sarnia. So uh, yeah, featured game this week, Friday night, first Friday night, one of the year, obviously my hockey is done. So I don't get to play hockey Friday nights anymore. So this allows us to make it to the odds Spitfires Rangers, seven thirty, April 1st uh, from the Kitchener Memorial auditorium. It should be a fun one. Um, and it was a fun show this week. We got into a bunch of debates, nice 45 minute <laughs> opening segment. But uh, it, was, it was really fun coming off of uh, our best featured game of the year. Yeah, a lot of momentum, right?
1: Like I can say on the post game show, yeah, a lot of momentum. I uh, got pucks in deep. I uh, got pucks in the net. I'm all four lines for, line for Hammond. Yeah, Yeah. good night.
0: <laughs> what a, what all a right. final
1: thoughts. What a final thoughts on the show.
0: Yeah, not bad, eh? Uh, make it's sure you fun. tune in. Uh, Instagram, Twitter at the OHLN60 podcast. We've got updates throughout our featured game again, 7.30, Friday night kitchen rangers hosting the windsor spitfires until then um it was fun enjoy the week enjoy the weekend of ohl action uh for colin ward i'm reese Dumaney. thanks so much for tuning in and we will chat again in seven days